What's up all, Aaron, but not that Aaron here to tell you about Sifpop Writer's Room. For the past several years, there have been a growing amount of writers for Sifpop.com providing best ever challenges, movie reviews, themes, legacies, connections, and so much more. Sifpop Writer's Room is where that all comes together, giving a voice to those words that you read. And on the show, every week is excellent, getting to chat such a wide variety of movies with a wide variety of movie lovers, and I'm really having a lot of fun with the show, and I just think that you would too. So check out Sifpop Writer's Room wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll see you over there. Just remember to knock first. Before we jump into this week's episode, it's been a while since I've said thank you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for your feedback. I always appreciate a kind word. Hope you still enjoy listening to this podcast. And uh, yeah, just wanted to say thank you out loud. So here we go. Mark Hall, welcome to the podcast. What's up, my friend? What else with Corey Mann from the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Hit the follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Feel free to leave some feedback, write a review, or tell a friend about What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. What's one thing, something, that I or a casual Casting Crowns fan would never guess about you? I would say... I put color in my hair and my beard. It's $8 box from CVS. You should try it. All the big, huge uh, designers, and, and I don't even know what you call fashion people. <laughs> you know, my first thing I want to mention is just my love of, of superheroes and comic books and everything else, but it was too easy. I was like, you got Batman, you got Michael Keaton right behind you. I, I don't know if everybody knows I'm the nerd or not, but I, I, I really get into that stuff. <laughs> are you being truthful? Are you hiding grays, or are you just... When the summer hits and the light hits, it starts kind of getting this red thing going, and I'm just I'm not feeling it, man. Not feeling it. So I'm not ready to I'm not ready to go there yet. I can deal with a little wisdom right here. That's cool, but uh, I don't need to be Richie Cunningham up here, you know. Have you ever gone without a goatee? I'm trying to think if I've ever seen you without that. I shaved it one time when my kids crowns had started. I think crowns had almost kind of happened. We. I was at vacation, shaved it off, and I scared my children. So that was it. I decided I'm not, yeah, I'm just going to keep this. This wasn't really a fashion statement. I just don't have a chin, Corey. So I grew the beard so I could have a chin. If I, grew, I take it off, I'm 12. Chins are overrated. <laughs> well, now everybody's got chins like out to here. So, you know, I guess they're in. Goatees are not overrated. I heard, I heard in a movie this is called a mouth mullet. <laughs> I asked this question of pretty much every artist because uh, I've learned that um, you learn a lot about someone when you do ask this question. Uh, who's mom yeah. and dad? My mom and dad, John and Kay Hall, they just in the last two years moved into McDonough, Georgia, where I live now. So I've got my parents right there with me, like five minutes from the house. My dad, my mom and dad are my heroes. Big time. So them being five minutes from the house, I'm reading into this, you're okay with that. You'd like them being close by. Totally okay. Well, now, you know, everybody has a different situations, but I, I've been, since I got married, you know, at least four hours away. You know, it's been a long way. So it, it's a good season for me to be close to them. So I'm, I'm over there every day and dealing with their little yippy dachshund dog crawling all over my face. And it's beautiful. Was there music uh, in the house growing up, Mark? My dad got saved when I was probably about eight. And uh, the Ministry of Music came to our came to our house because friends invited me to uh, vacation Bible school. 
So I went to vacation Bible school. They came to my house, minister of music. That's what they called him back then, the minister of music. Uh, led my daddy to Jesus on the front couch in our living room and brought us to church. Dad started singing. Uh, music changed our house. Like it was like easy rock. And it started shifting to Dallas home, you know, the cathedrals, Bill Gaither and all that. Dad started singing in the choir, started singing in church. And would, we're always singing in the car. Early on, I was I was learning how to sing harmonies with him. And he pulled me up on the stage with him to sing. And uh, so, and my mom led the children's choir. And because of nepotism, I got to sing my first solo. She wouldn't let me sing the whole solo because she didn't want people to think she had favorites. But I sang one half of Germs the Invisible Dog, which is probably the star role song in the Down by the Creek Bank musical. So if you're a Baptist, you know what Down by the Creek Bank is. The way you talk about your dad on the front porch, do you remember that moment of your dad giving his life to Jesus? I remember uh, James Blakeney uh, was the guy's name. He came in and talking to him. I didn't really understand what it was about. But that same couch, probably, I was about 13, and I watched my dad share the gospel with his parents on that same couch. So that 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 room is cemented for me. Yeah. Uh, when you were younger, were you a poster on the wall kind of kid at all? Yes, I had one poster on the wall. It was one of those black light posters where it glowed and it was like, New York, and it was a cop, but the cop was a skeleton. So this, I didn't even know who Ghost Rider was yet, but he was like, he was just like pointing a gun at you. And that, yeah, that was the coolest thing ever. So that was my poster. And then it went to the Beatles in college and Monet painting. So <laughs> I got deep. I had to go deep. How is your health? How are you doing? Health is good. Like as far as the kidneys go, kidneys are doing well. I have a voice thing going on right now, and uh, it's called. Uh, what's it called spasmodic dysphonia so the treatment is this friday they're going to inject botox into my vocal cords yeah they're supposed to make the vocal cords just relax so that's the doesn't seem like there's another treatment for it right now and the bad news is it was like how many times am i going to have to do this and they said well probably every three or four months as long as you want to talk and sing so that that's been my my recent development you know i, I had surgery couple years ago on the voice so it affects me more when i'm talking when i sing for some reason it's louder so it's not as as rough but yeah it's a tough thing to go through since it's botox i said hey i've heard about that stuff can you kind of drop a little bit right here and maybe on my forehead (laughs) next interview i'd be like Corey, how are you (laughs) You like a permanent ponytail hey i'm doing so good i'm so happy to hear so you're currently on tour as you and I are talking. Are you are you holding up at night? Are you struggling a little bit? Or Well, the good thing about Casting Crowns is we've got two ladies that sing. I've been spacing them in between every few songs, letting them come in uh, and sing. And uh, and I just tell the crowd coming out, hey, this is what's going on. I'm with you. We're doing this. So in five days, we go to Europe for 12 days. So I've got them having the uh, injections about five days before we leave. And they say, okay, for the first two days, you're probably only going to be able to whisper, but it should be fine. Um, they're like, okay, I'm going to operate on should be fine. That should be great. Atlanta to Germany is nine hours and 42 minutes. Who most yes. likely are you sitting next to on the plane? I don't know. Normally, it's one of the kids because the whole family goes. So usually Hope is my flying buddy. Uh, Hope or JM is who I usually end up next to. So, are you sleeping? Are you watching movies? Are you reading? What do you, what do you like to do with your time? 
Movies, sleep makes the day go faster. So that's always best. Movies are good. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be where I live. So JM's telling me all the things I need to download on the phone. You, know, you need to download this because you're not going to be able to stream this and all that stuff. He's helping me get my Moon night situation settled here and get the rest of them downloaded. How long have you been in student ministry, Mark? I've been in youth pastor for maybe 30 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. I started when I was 21 and I'm 52. So, yeah, been doing it for a long time. What makes you feel old these days as you've been doing that for a long time? And Old would be that uh, the world has decided that puns are now dad jokes. <laughs> so every time you say something, you're like, dad joke. It's like, what? Yeah. It's, it's also called called a pun. Yeah. Well, it's not funny. And I'm like, well, that that's why it's that's why it's a joke, because it's not funny. That That's what makes it funny. See? I just apparently overshot you a little bit. I told one of my kids, he was messing with me, but like, dad joke, dad joke. I said, oh, is that because I'm telling a joke? And I'm a dad, so I guess you tell punk jokes. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Three speed bumps a student needs to watch out for these days that might not be on their radar when it comes to maneuvering life. Boredom will kill you. So, so sitting around with not much to do and having the whole whole world in your pocket and your phone can get us in trouble. Comparison will take you down and deciding what success is or popularity is based on other people is going to hurt you. And trying to figure out God by yourself is going to leave you in a big mess. That's why we have his word. You got to let God tell you who he is, or you're going to paint a picture in your head based on how you feel, what you've heard and what makes sense to you. And uh, you're going to come up with a God that's that's mad, and you're never going to please him, so you're just going to give up. Uh, that'd be three big speed bumps to watch out for. In the great Mark Hall of Archives, see what I did there? Hall of Archives. You can, uh, use, you can use that. That's free to you. Three things uh, you wish you could have done differently. Oh, that's a good one. Man, I don't know. You have all those. Then you start getting in the word more, and you start seeing sovereignty and understanding God. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I wouldn't want to do anything that, that kept me from being right here, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do different. You got me with that one, stumped me. Does Mark Hall struggle, and if so, with what? Mark Hall struggles probably in my head too much. I'm one of those guys that just assumes, I usually see the giant first when I walk into a situation. So, And then I read much. I read too much into, into the people, you know, like, if somebody didn't say hello, like, oh, he must hate me. You know, that kind of thing. So I, I got I to gotta keep myself left at that. So I, I struggle with that. Obvious voice thing is an issue. I guess I struggle with being compared to yourself, right? So, I mean, so many so many compliments you get as an artist are, man, your second album was amazing. <laughs> you, you know, all you hear is like, okay, you hate everything else but that because I've already got the thing, you know, so... So, uh, so you're always having to top yourself, you know, I guess that's something I would struggle with. So you're saying you struggle, you don't have it all together. <laughs> Dude, I'm a walking train wreck, man. Any song that I've ever written, it's not something I've learned. It's something I'm learning. Like I'm still learning. It's like wrote voice of truth. Okay. Now I never have to be afraid again. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So, so I'm still, I'm, you know, as much as people say, your songs are really stepping on my toes. I'm like, mine too, man. You know, it, it, it's tough. So uh, what I'm learning is the closer I stick to the word, the more I let Jesus talk to me, the more full I am. 
and then the less I need you. And the less I need you, the more I can just love you, right? But if I show up to the world needy and empty, I need people to do way more for me than they're designed to do. So so it, it's that is the difference in me from one side to the other. There, there's Mark that, that's letting the world be as well, and Mark is letting Jesus be the well. What's something you've never been able to do well that people would just assume, oh, he's got this? Probably most musical instruments. <laughs> oh, you don't I play? play. Just, I play just enough piano. I play piano enough to write, but not enough that I would play live. Like in my heart, dude, in my heart, I feel like I can really play drums. You know, it's like I feel it. It's all in there. I can do it with my mouth. I can do all that. But you give me the sticks, man. And it's like, it's just like I got my new arms today. Like, I don't know how to make work. So I play just enough piano, but I wish I could do more on other instruments. What's your biggest fear or anxiety when it comes to being in the band that you're in? Fear and anxiety about the band. Is there any kind of butterfly moment when you step on stage or you're such a veteran of it now where it's like, like let's yeah. go? No, I'm nervous every time. Oh. You know, every time. So it's, it's, it's the pre-moment. It's usually the moment before the first step where all the nerves live. So there's, you know, wondering about my voice, if it's going to be there, and, and um, uh, wondering about lyrics i'm dyslexic and add so i forget my own lyrics quite often uh, to the songs um and uh so there, there's all those kind of nervy moments i guess and then when i step onto the stage we like to prayer walk through the room before the concert and just pray for people that are coming because again it's their night it's not my night and your enemy wants you thinking about you right so the moment i get on the stage i don't do it on purpose but i've discovered over the years that i do it i usually center in on about four or five guys, husband, uh, usually the ones that are like, I'm here. You know, some are here because they love you. Some are here because they love their wife, right? So those are usually the guys I'm thinking about. I guess the concern for me for the whole concert is, is are they getting this? And, and are they hearing what I'm saying? And am I tearing down all the walls that need to be torn down for them to hear the gospel so they don't have any kind of reason, you know, to not listen? Because I know guys. Guys don't want to hear from somebody that's got it together. Guys want to hear from somebody that's messed up. If you messed up, you can talk to me. The men, the college college men, college guys, young guys, I'm always thinking about them and, and what it's going to take and what little role I can play and them getting closer to Jesus when I get on stage. You said you, you forget the words to the songs. <clears throat> Out of curiosity, have you ever been inspired by a lyric, but then later that night was told, you know, you actually wrote that? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, that that's that has to have happened. There's a lot of times I'll say something in a concert and go, whoa, I need to remember that. So then I trip over myself through the song going, don't forget that God is in the fire too, that line you had in your head. So that, that happens a lot on the stage. Have you ever quit anything, Mark? Like, this is not working. I'm done. I was the Easter Bunny in the mall for one year, and that was enough. Yeah, I, try, I tried that. It's only so many kids can look in the eye hole and go, I see you, before you just you, you just clock one. So you can't. I learned that wasn't my temperament. Children's ministry. Yeah, I help with VBS or like Camp 323 is what our church does, and that's awesome. But I know in that one week of time, working with other people's little ones, probably not my gift. So that's that's my, my week of service, and I got to go back to teenagers Fun question. You're invisible for one full day of the tour up until showtime. Your wife knows, 
but she just tells everybody else, business as usual, he'll be here when he's here. What do you do? Hmm. I guess that's where you just kind of start walking in each room and going, hey, what do you think about that Mark guy? See what everybody says. It would probably ruin my life if I was invisible for one day. I want to hear everything and then hear it. <laughs> How do you end a day while on tour? A lot of people don't know. They get back in their car and they head home. What's yeah. like from end of the show until bedtime? What's what's that look like for you? Usually the guys in the band, we will come off stage, go to the hotel and shower and watch I'll watch a little Fox News or a movie or something and then and um to see what's happening in the world, head back about eleven or so and get in the bunk. So the, the buses roll while we're asleep. So uh, we usually roll out about midnight. But you guys aren't a let's stay up late, let's go over the show. Let's giggle until 3 a.m. Yeah, no, not so much. Not so much. Friday night is pizza night, so it gets kind of crazy. It gets kind of crazy. Is there a favorite band movie to watch together? Band movie. Usually it's just something totally ridiculous. I'm not on the band bus. I'm on the, the bus with all my family and some of the crew, and we just decided not to do the TV in there. Oh. So there's never – it's just it's just sitting around talking there. But, but normally – it's usually they're, they're going to watch a Nacho Libre or something goofy. Uh, or since we have a new drummer, Jack, he's a young kid. And he's never seen any like anything movies. So we're like, they'll mention something in passing about Star Wars. He goes, oh, I've never seen that. They're just like, what? You know, How so are you in this quest. band? Yes. What are you six? So so for for the other for the other bus, it's taking Jack through the movies. Like he's never seen Lord of the Rings. He's never seen. You can't. I don't even know what he did with his life. I don't even know what he did with himself, but yeah. So it's a quest for Jack, trying to get some culture in Jack at night. First time grandparent coming up at the end of coming summer. Up August, dude! I am so excited. Are you? I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna be called Papa. We've decided. See my. Oh, students. I love that you talk about the decision of what you're gonna be called. Well, when I grew up, I didn't know anything about nicknames. Like I had Grandmother Hall, Granddaddy Hall, Grandmother Barber, Granddaddy Barber, and then I started having friends with. Mimi's and Moomoo's and Nukins and Nonners and I was like, what? What are y'all talking about? Is this a cat? You know. So, uh, so th- then my parents decided my dad wanted to be Pop, she wanted to be Nana. I was like, okay. So I don't know where that started. Some people are like, it's like their their whale to say, no, you must let the child name you. But and then you're like, okay, now I'm poopy Pop for the rest of my life. I don't I don't care to let a two year old pick my name. So I can love him just fine. It's kind of like those people that only get rescue dogs. Oh, yours is full-blooded. We rescued ours from a fire. So I think it's a, you know, I don't know. Whatever you want to do with the grandparent names. We are about to take a left turn into the world of nerd. I want to caution the listeners. This is where he and I really (laughs) take off together. (laughs) Are you still indeed picking up a comic book from time to time, weekly, monthly? And if so, what are you reading? I would say I am still in the old stuff. So I, I collect the old, the old, the old ways. I'm a collector of first editions and first appearances and stuff. So um, I haven't read much new stuff, but I really enjoy the art. I was I'm an I'm an art type like you, not as good as you, but you're the man. So I like to do and draw and stuff. So that, that's what drew me in the being dyslexic thing. Comic books were perfect for me. So, but for most of my life, I didn't know what was going on. It's just like he hit him, he hit him. Why are they hitting her? You know. So, uh, but so I, you know, over the years, started started reading them. 
But uh, so it, it's like Moon Knight. I, I knew him as art. I didn't really know his story. Right. So I'm, I'm catching that on the show. You've done the first editions because I, I, I know this about you. You've got all the yeah. first appearances. I think you started dabbling in second appearances. What mm-hmm. is currently the uh, the golden chalice, the goblet of fire that you can't quite find yet or you just haven't pulled the trigger on? Um, I just got, like I sold a lot of them and, got, and, and, and I started just kind of trying to consolidate into like just several that I want to have as investments even. So like John Michael asked me one day, what is that up there? He said, I said, that's your college. <laughs> so so it, it, comic books are in a place right now where it's like, that, that's a great, that's a great thing too. But uh, for the art, uh, Iron Man one, uh, Hulk one, those are uh, X-Men Avengers. Uh, those are some of my favorites that I have. Um, I let go of my uh, amazing fantasy, the, the Spider-Man one so one day I'm gonna I'm gonna get one of those but I've gotta I've gotta go back and try that one. I'm nitpicking right now. There's some things that fit in my budget. If I have to put you on the spot, give me your top three storylines in the history of reading books. Like, what do you love that you would tell somebody else? Like, you should go read this, this, and this. Uh, Civil War, Kingdom Come was was really good and. I really liked uh, Secret Invasion. Oh, wow. It was a fun story. What is a Mark Hall guilty pleasure? Ooh. Barbecue is good. Pizza is good. Are we talking like like shows or like, <laughs> I don't there, know. There seems to be many, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like, uh, I like shoot 'em up movies. So they're not very redeeming, but I just like just mindless shootout movies that to me are really cool. Do I dare ask for a title of just one? Uh, You're going to get me emailed so much. (laughs) Good grief. So we'll just skip that. Okay. Uh, Okay. uh, The other big one, the biggest one lately has been uh, documentaries, rock documentaries, walking through. There's some, I think it's on Prime, where you, you like, there's Bono and there's the producer at the, at the, at the board. And they're just going through and showing, this is what it almost sounded like. This is what this did. This is why we did this. And they all raised the faders up on streets with no name. And suddenly it sounds like techno. And he was like, yeah, one of the guys had an idea for like a Depeche Mode thing. And we had to take that. that that's so cool. So watching like Def Leppard, Peter Gabriel, uh, just tell the stories of how their, their records got made. That's a huge one for me. Yeah, those are good. It's fun to watch, especially since it's ingrained in your head for the last 30 years. You're like, oh, wow, that's what they were doing at that moment. Yeah, yeah. What are you looking yep. most forward to about the overseas trip? The crowds overseas, like like we're going to Belfast, uh, we're going to the Netherlands. The, the crowd energy is different in such a good way. I mean, they worship like they're at a soccer game, and there's just no holds barred. I mean, they're actually doing cheers, like, during the songs, like like your song at the end is like, whoa! I was like, man, if my church at Eagles Landing in McDonough, Georgia, I, I just tried that one Sunday. They'd be like, boy, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so I really like that. I like seeing things like historic history and in, in, uh, historical sites. I'm looking forward to, to getting back. It's been like probably 13, 14 years since we've oh. been. It's been a long time. Okay. So yeah, we've been to like 33 countries. And um, it's good to finally get back out there. Mark Hall, since the day I met you, you're the real deal, and I always appreciate a few moments with you, my friend. You too, Corey, man. I appreciate you talking to me, bro. 
What Else with Corey Mann from the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Hit the follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Feel free to leave some feedback, write a review, or tell a friend about What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This was fun. I feel like uh, we've done everything we could do at this time. <laughs> that is definitely a statement. <laughs> of all the interviews I've had, this was definitely one of those. It was definitely <laughs> one of those.